0: Hello, I'm Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Welcome to my Built to Thrive podcast. And this week, we're looking at sleep, which I think is probably the single most effective thing that we can all do to reset our brain and our bodies each and every single day. And today, I'll be looking at how much sleep you really need. I don't believe that you can define a good night's sleep just by using numbers. It's not really just about how many hours you get. It's about the quality of your sleep as well. And I want to share with you a sleep chart that I created and used with my patients, which I first wrote about in my very first book, The Four Pillar Plan, which is also known as How to Make Disease Disappear for those of you who live in the USA and Canada. Now, I call it the RATE chart, R-A-T-E, which stands for Refreshed, Alarm, and Time Elapsed. So if you can, grab a pen and paper and jot down your answer to the following questions. As I mentioned, the first R in rate stands for refresh. So the question is, do you wake up feeling refreshed? If you do, it's a good barometer of health. So for each of these three questions, you can answer zero, one or two. Zero is basically never or rarely. One is sometimes or occasionally and two is pretty much always, right? So there's three questions and each question you can answer Zero, one, or two. So for that question, it's basically do you wake up feeling refreshed? Zero, one, or two. So the second question is A for alarm. Do you wake up at the same time, give or take 30 minutes or so every day without an alarm? So zero is never or rarely, one is occasionally, and two is almost always. And the final question is the te of rate, time elapsed. Do you fall asleep within 30 minutes of trying to do so? Again, zero is never or rarely, one is occasionally, and two is almost always. So basically, you can get a score anywhere between zero and six. If you're scoring six, fantastic. You are having a fantastic amount of sleep that's really refreshing your body and your mind. But if you're scoring anything under six, my belief is that for most of us, a few simple tweaks to our lifestyle could have a really profound impact and can start to increase that score. So over the past couple of years, I've spoken to Professor Matthew Walker several times on my long-form podcast, Feel Better, Live More. Now Matthew is the professor of neuroscience and psychology at the University of California and he is a fountain of knowledge when it comes to all things sleep and he said to me that sleep is the elixir of life and the Swiss army knife of health and I really love that phrase. Now I know I said that sleep isn't all about numbers but that is obviously a factor and Professor Walker says that the sweet spot of sleep for an adult is between seven to nine hours. For children, it really depends on their age. Children who are one to two years old are thought to need 11 to 14 hours, including naps. Children three to five years old are thought to need 10 to 13 hours, including naps. Children six to 12 years old need nine to 12 hours. And teenagers 13 to 18 years old probably need between eight and 10 hours. So how do those numbers make you feel? Is that chiming with how much sleep you or your children are getting on a regular basis? I think for many of us, we're not really hitting those numbers. And a lot of the time, all we need to do is just start prioritizing our sleep. I've got to say for me, that is something I've started to do over the past few years, probably since I had children actually, because they've always got up really early. And I've realized that I really thrive on time to myself each day. So if I do not get up before my kids, I can often struggle to get it. So what do I do? I go to bed pretty early. You know, the truth is I'm normally in bed by 8.30 or 9pm and I wake up at about 5am. So routinely, I get between seven and eight hours of sleep and that's what seems to maintain my health and allow me to function in the way that I want to. But again, I'm not saying you need to do that. I found what works for me and my lifestyle. And again, I think the onus is on us as individuals to try and find what's going to work for us. Now, studies have shown that once we get below seven hours of sleep, you can measure objective impairments in our brain and our body. I think many people think, well, seven hours of sleep, so I'm okay to go to bed at 11 p.m. and wake up at 6. But that's not actually quite true, because for you to get seven hours of sleep you normally have to be in bed for at least eight hours. And the reason is something called sleep efficiency. So let's say that I'm in bed for eight hours. For me to get eight hours of sleep within that time, I need a sleep efficiency of 100%, which just isn't going to happen. Now, if you're healthy and you're not sleep deprived, you might have a sleep efficiency of somewhere between 85 to 95%. So to get a minimum of seven hours of sleep, if you do the calculation, you'll need to be in bed somewhere close to eight and a quarter hours. So really what this comes down to is what time should I go to bed to give me the best opportunity for the right amount and the right quality of sleep. Now there's many tips around sleep, but what are the key things to think about is going to bed at the same time every night and getting yourself into a good bedtime routine. It does take a bit of practice and it might not feel very natural at first, but there are some really simple things that you can try and do to get into the habit. I've been recommending to many of my patients that they set an alarm on their phone, not to wake up in the morning, but to remind them of when bedtime is. So about one hour before bedtime, and that can be the signal to start to wind down for the night. It could be that you shut the laptop at that time, go to your room and get changed, put on your pajamas, brush your teeth. And when it is actually time to go to bed, you'll probably find that you've saved yourself a good 15 to 20 minutes. And that means you'll be asleep 15 to 20 minutes earlier. And if you can do that every night, that would add up to nearly four days of brand new sleep every single year. So getting into bed and getting ready for sleep at the same time each night It's actually something that really doesn't cost anything. It doesn't need any special equipment and it could potentially leave you feeling so much better physically and mentally. So are you going to try it this week? What is your bedtime? Is that giving you enough opportunity for good quality and good quantities of sleep? Do you think you could expand that a little bit? Could you try and go to bed a little bit earlier or potentially get up a little bit later? Again, I'm not here to prescribe you an exact time that you should go to bed and time you should wake up. What I'm trying to do is help you think about your sleep and start to prioritise your sleep in a way that you might not have previously done. That's all for today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be sharing some fascinating studies about why artificial light is messing with your body's natural circadian rhythm and why morning light is so beneficial for a good night's sleep. I'll see you back here tomorrow.